You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. Oh! And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck and it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. It's the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to the real estate agent behind the new possibly haunted houses. Ooh, I like. Or definitely haunted <laughs> I houses. I love the definitely haunted tag. Yes. So we're going to talk to him. And we also have multiple stories about terrifying small things. Like Ooh. you don't think about little things being scary, no. but they're really freaking scary. So okay. that's all coming up. By the way, send us your stories. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We love them written. We love audio. We love video big time. So please send us your stories. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, we haven't been getting a lot of audio lately. So please. Aww. And especially we've been getting great stories from all over the world. And we would love to hear your voices. So again, send those audio files. Also, don't forget if you binge the whole podcast, and you're like, I need more. We've got a Patreon page. We've got more. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash haunted AF. We're not currently posting new content there just because we're so busy posting content here. For the but, normal Yes, but podcast. there's uh, over a year's worth and eight minisodes from just this past summer alone. So, oh, and we have to say hi and thank you to our brand new patrons. We have Olivia, Sandra, and Diane Robertson. Actually, those last two are new annual Aww. patrons. And remember, if you become an annual patron, you get to save some money. Right, so it's cheaper. By the way, if everything just shits the bed in a minute, it's because my cat is sitting up here with us, which we're allowing it because she is on the beds again. I was going to say, as long as she doesn't poop on the oh, equipment, we're it, good. That would be catastrophic. So, I would prefer <laughs> to have her right here in front of me so I know she is not pooping somewhere else. Did you say else. that would be catastrophic? <laughs> Oh, I think you might have. Oh, I did. Uh, I need to be spanked, Rebecca. Okay, are you ready to jump right into the story? Yeah, absolutely. So we're on the phone with Matt Mick from Lincoln, Nebraska. And what's the name of your real estate group again, please? Yeah, Lincoln Select Real Estate Group at Nebraska Realty. And the reason that we found out about you is someone sent us one of those for sale signs out in front of a house, and it has possibly haunted. And then your name and the phone number of the agency displayed underneath. And so multiple people sent this to us. So I just wanted to know, where do we even get the possibly haunted signs? And is the house actually haunted or is this a joke? Yeah, great question. Uh, we haven't made, we have a bunch of signs we use, um, but not haunted, possibly haunted, and definitely haunted are three like haunted type signs we use. We use them because for sale is just super boring. Right. And we have other signs that are fun too that aren't necessarily, you know, relevant to haunting. The sign in the yard, I use that sign because of course the house is older, built in 1900. And I was not aware of, you know, any hauntings or anything at that point. But about a day on the market, I actually received a call to show um, a couple. They actually informed me that their grandma lived there. And they actually started telling me some stories that they had experienced in the house. So it possibly is haunted. I did receive a call from a neighbor and they were like, you know, it's funny that you have that sign because we've, all the neighbors have always considered it, you know, haunted. There's rumors going around about that house. So it might be haunted. You said that you have one that says definitely haunted? We usually use those on houses that don't look like they might be haunted. We don't want to turn off fires at homes too much. Wait, have you ever had somebody show up who's like, well, this house isn't haunted enough? Is right? That- this house is so basic. Yeah. 
like, I need at least two or three poltergeists. You said that you have other signs. You know, we have some that say hot neighbors. Um, we have some with movie quotes on them. Like we have um, gluten-free. We have some that say Karen approved. We actually had a really couple of great stories recently from a woman who's a, a real estate photographer. And she was talking about some of the crazy stuff that she has experienced. Have you ever had anything happen to you while showing a house or working with a house? No, I wish I would. Promise us, though, if anything ever happens, you you have to give us a call. Oh, for sure. I should go back to this house. A couple of the people in that group I showed, one was taking photos nonstop, hoping that she would see something in the photo. Oh, um, yeah. The I... other guy who lived there for quite some time mentioned on the front porch of this house, hearing boots pace back and forth. And uh, there was never anybody there when that would occur. And you never want to imply that it's rats. <laughs> no, <laughs> the big rat. All right. Well, Matt, if anything turns up in those photos that she took, you have to let us know about that, okay? I will do, Julie. Thanks so much for calling. Just mildly disappointed that it's not super haunted. I know. Whenever I see those signs as like possibly haunted or haunted house, I have the mental image of that scene from the original Poltergeist. Yeah. Where they walk in the bedroom and stuff's just flying, flying everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yes. that That's my mental image. So this story comes from Nahid. Right. From Silhat, Bangladesh. How cool is that? That's freaking awesome. Uh, I'm 19 and currently taking university preps. I found your podcast through Talk Is Jericho. Oh, thanks, Chris. As Jericho. So many people have. Yes, and I thought I'd share my stories too. This one is from my dad right after joining the Border Guard, Bangladesh. So he was in a border patrol with two other guys and they were sitting and talking one night. It was almost midnight when my dad noticed a hurricane lamp in the distance, just in front of the border fence. It was moving like someone was walking with it. So my dad pointed it out to the other guys. Are you seeing this? They didn't seem too concerned about it, but my dad kept bugging them about it. So they made a bet with my father for an outrageous amount of money. All he had to do was catch the guy walking around with that hurricane lamp. My father thought... How hard's that? Right. So he starts walking out towards the light through the paddy field. Then he heard a ringing sound coming from the distance, like if you hit a tin with a stick, that kind of noise. And it grew louder and louder the closer he got. Then he saw another light, then another and another. And that's when my dad realized there were no people with lamps. It was an orb of light. So cool. Floating around, making a ringing noise. That's my favorite part. I know. And they just kept multiplying as he got closer. He then obviously came back and those two other guys asked him, so new guy, you catch the light? (laughs) (laughs) So they're like sitting him snipe on him. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. So clearly they knew and they just decided, hey, let's prank the new guy. Interestingly enough, those orbs are very common things. My dad's colleagues even speak of patrolling the borders and seeing those balls of light floating and ringing. It's very common. Sincerely, Naid. P.S. Did I tell you I live in a house which is supposedly built on a mass grave? No, oh, Naid. No. You did not. Mm-mm. But you need to. And yes. next time, please send us audio because I need to hear your voice. I know. Okay, so here's a little update to the creepy kid stories that we had last love, week. Love, love, love. Um, this one comes from Tony. From a time period when my daughter was around three, she would talk about, quote, the man in the closet. Mm. The first time she ever mentioned him, I'd put her to bed and could hear her talking in her room. I went in and told her to go to sleep. (laughs) She was very irritated and told me she was trying to, but the man in the closet kept talking to her. Mm. I asked her what he was saying. She said she didn't know, but she could just hear him talking. It got to the point that when I put her to bed, I'd say, okay, man (laughs) in the closet, she needs to go to sleep, so please be quiet. (laughs) 
But she told me it made him mad when I said oh, that. No. She also told me one night that she could see people on top of each other in the closet. What? I asked her if it was like they were standing on top of each other's shoulders, and she said, no, they're laying on top of each yeah. other. Yeah, she stopped seeing the man by the time she was about five or so. Oh, that's bodies stacked on top that's of bodies. That's bodies, right? It's gotta be. That's totally what oh, I thought. Oh, man, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. All right, so this next story comes from Don Menard. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to your latest podcast, and I'm literally down the street from the Herb Baumeister property. Yikes. <laughs> I live less than a mile from this place. Crazy thing. They sold off a bunch of land and there are many, many houses built on the land where the bodies were found. Mm. There's a trail that runs parallel to the house and it creeps me the F out to be anywhere near it at dusk. Anyway, love y'all and your podcast. We got a ton of emails and Did notes we? from people about what? that story. Yeah. Oh, and so uh, good. lots of people who know where this house is, who yeah. are familiar with the story. In fact, I think Ghost Adventures re-aired their Fox Hollow farms episode this past friday i hope somebody got to check that out i want to watch that somebody said something kind of snarky about audrey on instagram yeah y'all please don't do that we have a hard enough time getting stories sent in as it is so the last thing we want is this to be an unsafe space for people to share their ghost stories so stop it (laughs) so go easy on the judgment but audrey what was the judgment even for (laughs) oh they just said she was annoying and then (laughs) and then audrey jumped in people say we're annoying too i know really welcome to the club yeah join us but audrey's like you think that's bad Try living with me. (laughs) I got to listen to this voice 24 hours a day. I'm like, thank (laughs) Thank you. you. Thanks for that response. I get that. Okay, so this next story comes from Justin. We were turned on to Justin's situation by a friend of ours, Melissa Greer, and she's a big fan of your wife's page, Mama's Gone City, and you guys were posting about this situation. So, Justin, can you fill us in? So, we were moving out of this house, and the house was built in 1937. It was built by a violinist. And we lived there for about a year. And it was a good house. We thought that it had good spirits in it because the sisters lived there. It was a nunnery. We were the first family <laughs> after the nuns moved out to live there. We're still waiting for the full information of the house. One of the nuns, I showed her the video and she was going back to their archive it to get the full story on the house. So for everyone who hasn't seen the video, explain to them what's been going on in your house. So with the move out process, I was there just trying to patch up walls up the house, make it nice for the next people who are going to be moving in. And I was there at like 11 at night all on my own. And I started to hear the door slam. I was working downstairs and upstairs like, what is going on up there? Just me and the cat. And so I uh, went up there and decided to just leave my phone there. I'm like, let's see what's going on. So I left my phone in the hallway and I went back downstairs and recorded. It was about five minutes and you could see the doors just opening and closing and slamming on their own. And even when I went upstairs and I stopped at the camera, the door decided to slam also, both doors. So it's definitely a little little creepy being there all alone at night and having these doors slam on me. First of all, everybody will want to know, is there a draft? Was there anything that could have been causing these doors? Um, It was a, a spooky, windy night. Has there ever been an issue with the doors opening and closing on their own when you guys were living there. When we were there, it was all good. That's not the reason we moved out. We didn't leave because we had a bad experience. So I'm I'm still anxious to hear if the nuns have any good stories about people who died. Or Honestly, there's something about nunneries. Is that what they're called? I think that's 
sounds right. It sounds so Shakespearean, doesn't it? <laughs> but we, in our very first season, one of my girlfriends, Carrie Slaughter, sent in a story because she also lived in a home where nuns used to live and had been converted into a house. You would never even guess it if you saw this house. But her son used to say to her, the sister calls me mister. She's like, what are you saying? And he said, the sister, the sister on the stairs. She calls me mister when I come up and down the stairs. And he said, she acts like she's mean, but see, she isn't. She's actually very nice. And that's yeah. when she was like, hold up, like, show me where this nun is. Yeah. So have you ever had a paranormal experience before this? No, no. definitely not was it. I mean, the whole time I was in the house, you know, I was there alone. I was patching holes in the wall. And I definitely had some kind of crazy thoughts going through my head. Sure. And so in the attic, I've never known what was in the attic. Just this little room on top of the house. No windows, just stuck on top of the house. Hmm. I had never been up there. And I asked the nuns what was up there. And the, they told me that there was a distillery. <laughs> What? They said, oh, there's a distillery up there and there's tons of copper. But I had never been up there and the whole time we had lived there, it, it wasn't easy to get it up there. As you saw, there was no stairs or anything. So that's where the handprints went and also where the doors were slamming. Hang on, Justin. Now, we hadn't talked about the, the handprint that's on the attic yes. door. First of all, where can everyone go to watch these videos? Can we share them at hauntedaf.com? Because they're just amazing. Please. I tagged you in that. They're on my Instagram. And I know my wife posted them in her story, but you can find them on Justin Shiva. Tell everybody what you found in the attic, because this, I love this. So he went down and got a ladder outside and went upstairs, and it looked like no one had been up there for a, a long, long time. And there is a giant tank filling the entire room. And when you first see that tank, it's like, oh, people died up here. <laughs> Immediately. I, I was Take thinking like the yeah. Cecil Hotel, like all kinds of horrible things went through my brain. But what were the nuns using it for? So they were making alcohol. Ah! They were getting drunk up there. <laughs> I love it. When you hear that part, you're like, oh, well, now that's adorable. Suddenly, I'm, yeah. I'm not so scared anymore. So we will make sure everybody can see these videos. Justin, I'm, I'm glad you guys are out of the house. Oh, did you tell the new homeowners what's been going on? We have not disclosed that oh. stuff yet. Right. And oh, I, no. It's a cool area. I don't know how they got that big of a tank up there. I still don't know if they were making wine or, or what they were using it for. But I know that they were making something because they told me it was a distillery. Hey, wow. have your kids, you said you have six kids? Yes. Have any of them said anything strange? Nothing yet. I did show my four and six-year-old the video, and they are frightened. They couldn't even finish watching it. They dropped the phone, ran away, said we're never going back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Justin, thank you so much for sharing that video, and we'll make sure everybody can go take a look at it. Again, that's Justin Shiba, and your wife's Instagram is Mama's Gone City. Go check those out, and will you please keep us posted? We would love to check back in with you once you talk to the nuns and find out what the backstory is. Most definitely. Thank you very much. Justin was saying that the tank, the mm -hmm. uh, whatever they were using for the distillery. For the he, Jesus juice. For the Jesus juice. He <laughs> was joking around about that would be the timeout spot for his kids. Like <laughs> that it'd be perfect because the kids couldn't get out. I'm like, yeah, if you want to traumatize them right. for life. But apparently he already did by showing them the videos of the <laughs> door know. slamming shut. <laughs> and listen, Justin did already send the video. Oh, so man. go to hauntedaf.com. <laughs> look for episode five, season and six, we're going to post all of that because it's pretty incredible. No, it's awesome. It's some amazing stuff. Yeah, it really is. Quick reminder about the Haunted AF Doll in the Hall Challenge because we know now that the Spirit Halloween stores are open. open. 
in. So you are buying that Halloween gear. Mm-hmm. So that or your creepy dolls, whatever it is. Actually, we got a message from Joanne yes. who had a funny story. Okay, so I don't actually have a video of this. I wish I did. I have a friend named Heather who loves to scare people. He can't go to the bathroom at her house because somebody will be waiting outside the door to (laughs) scare the piss out of you. Good thing you've already done that. Last Halloween, I was at a thrift store looking for a costume with my daughter, and I found this creepy little clown doll with a (laughs) wind-up nose that played music. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to put this on Heather's doorstep. So we got over to her house and I thought, no, I'm going to put it in her mailbox. So whenever she goes to get her mail, she'll open it up and see the creepy doll. So we did that. And on the way home, we saw the mailman. (laughs) So I stopped to tell him about the clown. I rolled down the passenger window and I said, hey, and he jumped about three feet in the air. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I wanted to tell you that I put a clown in my friend's mailbox so I wouldn't scare you. But then I ended up scaring you anyway. He did not laugh. (laughs) I talked to my friend Heather later and she said when she opened her mailbox, the clown doll started playing music and scared the crap out of her. Love the podcast. You guys crack me up. You remind me of me and my friends. That's so sweet. Thank you, Joanne. And she was going to dig out that picture of the of the toy because of course they. Yeah, and she also said she told her daughter that she sent the story, Uh and the daughter got mad because she was like, "The whole thing was my idea. (laughs) I it was my idea, and you're the one who's telling the story on the podcast." (laughs) But do what Joanne did, but film it, and then send it to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. So, Rebecca, have you had a chance to check out our brand new sponsor, the Scary Time Podcast from the Indie Drop In Network yet? Scary time as in the podcast that features a new independent creator each week telling stories about ghosts monsters aliens and the like yeah yes i have in fact i've been listening to a really great podcast about the akigahara forest in japan from the hush hush society conspiracy hour it's so creepy and pretty damn informative too like they actually did the research Ooh, i need to listen to that one see i just started the one about the movie jaws from the pod and gore podcast it talks about the film but also about the peter benchley book and the real shark attacks it's based on. So Scary Time features paranormal podcasts, but also just straight up scary stuff in general. Love it. And it's a great way to find and binge new podcasts about the stuff you love, or better yet, the stuff that scares the pee out of (laughs) you. We'll share our link for Scary Time in our show notes and the companion blog, or you can find it on your favorite podcast app. Lock your doors, check under the bed, and turn on a nightlight because it's Scary Time. So this next story comes from Nicole, and she says, Hello, Rebecca and Julie. I have to start off by saying, y'all are killing it. Thank you. I know, so sweet. Uh, The podcast keeps me on my toes as I work out in the field on my herb farm in Austin, Texas. Herb. 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 (laughs) Uh, It really helps these agonizingly hot summer days fly by. I bet. I grew up in a haunted house in Ohio, so I'm no stranger to paranormal occurrences. But life has been pretty tranquil since moving to Austin over a decade ago until last year. I like to run on a bike path by my house. And on this particular day, a series of rainstorms had left the ground nice and soupy. In line with my usual routine, I mindlessly parked my truck in the unpaved parking area by the path and watched as both of my back wheels sunk in about a foot in the mud. Ooh. That sucks. Yeah. Frustrated, I got out of my truck and began to walk the two miles back to my house to get what I needed to coax my truck out of the sludge. I entered our neighborhood, which only has one entrance, and was trudging up the incline when I saw a striking old-timey orange convertible drive down the hill towards me. 
In it were three long-haired blonde boys who looked as though they stepped out of a righteous 1980s California beach film. The colorful scene was so vibrant, it made me smile as they drove past. I'd never seen this car or the guys in our neck of the woods and remember thinking how wonderful it was to see them laughing and having such a great time together, even though it was strange to be riding in a convertible on such a cold day. After they passed me, I looked down at my phone to pick out my next podcast, probably Haunted AF. Thank Thank you. you. And then looked up not even 20 seconds later to see the exact same orange convertible filled with the same dudes coming over the hill towards me again. No. There's absolutely no way for them to turn around or sneak past me and re-enter the neighborhood without me noticing. They passed me again, laughing together in the exact same way they did the first time. I was so shocked that I literally stopped dead in my tracks and I watched them drive by again, taking no notice of me standing there slack-jawed. Chills ran up and down my spine and I couldn't make heads or tails of this experience. I was completely sober, well-rested, even pinched myself in the moment to make sure I wasn't dreaming. In telling this to my friends, they excitedly claimed I had witnessed my first glitch in the matrix! Oh, another yes! one, yes! I now take great comfort in thinking that we live in a simulation. The (laughs) overlords have created a pretty awesome life for me, and I'm grateful for these quirky moments that remind me to have fun with life, especially handy during a global pandemic. Thanks so much for reading, and keep up the great work, Nicole. What an amazing story. Oh, it's so good. I want to see these boys. You know what? I think they're like time traveling surfer boys. That's kind of, yeah, I yeah. can see that. And they're, the convertible is their time machine. Ooh, I love it. They're like Bill and Ted, but cuter. Oh, way cuter. And, and like surfboard. I want them to have like surfboards and stuff. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a moment where you've pinched yourself, where you actually pinched yourself to see if you were awake? I don't think I have. Have I've, you? I, yes. And I feel like we should have the pinch yourself segment. Pinch yourself moment. Yeah. I like it. Have you ever had a moment where you actually pinched yourself to see if you were awake. Ooh. Mine was, and I'm pretty sure I've told you the story, I was emceeing an event out at the Rangers Ballpark in Arlington, Texas, uh-huh. early, early in the morning. And as I was driving, I was watching the sun come up. But the weirdest thing, something out of nowhere came up and passed over the sun to make it disappear. So it, it was like something passed over the sun, coming from the ground, going up. I know I'm going to Not like an eclipse, right? Not like an eclipse. It okay. was coming from the ground it was like a line going over the sun and then the sun was gone for a minute and then it was like something hanging from the bottom came up i know i sound bad crazy it, right do. now absolutely yeah, yeah but i, I, I it. saw it i totally saw it and the whole time i'm watching what? it and it was a clear day it's like what the f- am I seeing right now? And I literally was pinching myself as I was driving, trying (laughs) to figure it out. I got to the ballpark. Uh I was asking other people at the event, did anyone else see the sun? Oh my God. They never asked you back, did they? (laughs) You don't tell, you don't just go running around asking people, especially at the ballpark in Arlington where there's like legit sports people around. Right. Did y'all see the sun disappear? Oh, because I did. Yeah, for about 30 seconds. Um, Seriously. So when I got home though, I Googled it and there were stories about it. Other people have seen this. It's a phenomenon. It's a weather occurrence, they say. I have <laughs> never heard anything like that before. You know what? I will include a link to this YouTube stories or whatever that I found. What they were 
saying is that it actually is cloudy or hazy and okay. you just can't tell from where you are and that it's a cloud passing over the sun, even though it seems like it's clear, which does make sense. But I was legit <laughs> pinching myself. Real quick, we're trying to come up with some ideas for Halloween and just wanted to uh, take a quick, what is that? It's not a quiz. What is it? Poll? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the word I was looking for. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> like a quick quiz a quick quiz what is the word <laughs> um yeah a poll just to find out if we planned a haunted vacation mm-hmm. something quick and easy and overnight at a haunted hotel most likely in texas because we can't really afford flying places mm-hmm, we poor we poor yes yeah, so um and you hate flying so. uh, i would do it for something like this yeah. though like if we could do a haunted halloween weekend Ooh. at the stanley hotel God, or eureka springs any of these fun places but we are going to start reaching out and see if we can find somebody who will host us for a night is anybody interested in traveling do people feel comfortable enough with covid are you too busy halloween weekend just if this is something that sounds interesting to you let us know hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can start planning some fun haunted trips be some dark tourists (laughs) dark tourists So this next one comes from Charlie. I was between age 12 and 13 when my mom sent me to live with my aunt and uncle and five younger cousins. I was like, is this Fresh Prince? (gasps) Oh! (laughs) Listen to the story all about how my life got flipped and upside down. down. Okay, stop, stop, stop. It's the haunted Fresh Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, they had just moved into a place in Palmero, Maine, and let me tell you, that place was legit haunted AF. So many things happened there. One night my aunt and uncle had company over and as the adults congregated around the kitchen table my cousins were all fooling around upstairs i thought it would be awesome to scare the crap out of the girls upstairs by turning the hallway light on and off and it would be i walked over to the light switch at the bottom of the staircase but before i could reach it the light began turning on and off maybe a dozen times Ah! it wasn't a flicker either it was deliberate on and off the scariest part of this from where i was standing i could see the upstairs light switch and no one was there i stood there in disbelief until it stopped and you did the ghost is like beat you to it bitch. yeah like (laughs) haha i got you (laughs) others have had their share of experiences in that place as well my favorite came from my youngest cousin kayla who was about six years old at the time she recalls the night when she and her sisters had gone to bed when she heard footsteps coming up the stairs to their bedroom she looked and saw my uncle tim standing there in the doorway but when he walked away there was just something about him that was curious so Kayla decided to follow him to the staircase where she witnessed him as she put it shrink down into the stairs and disappear it's that stuff that really messes me up yeah (laughs) the shrinking part is shrinking hell to the no (laughs) okay and see there's something about this story that reminded me of the one that came from Chelsea this week Chelsea says my mom dad twin sister and I used to go camping every summer in Franconia Notch New Hampshire we stayed at a campground called Lafayette. The campsites were connected by dirt roads, all leading to one main lodge where you could buy Swiss Miss and dope glow sticks. (laughs) Yes! Uh, They also led to a handful of fully functioning bathroom and shower buildings, which were available 24-7. I think my sister and I were about nine years old for this particular trip. Anyway, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and needing to pee bad. (laughs) I climbed out of my sleeping bag, popped on my flip-flops, grabbed my flashlight, and headed to the nearest bathroom. The shower building was about 50 yards from our campsite and the dirt road was partially lit by a large lamppost next to the building first of all do people actually do that when they're camping i don't do it like you're nine years old and you're walking
fucking, there's no way my mm-hmm. ass would do that. If anything, I'd just be scared of big spiders. Yeah. Because they always have the biggest spiders at those campgrounds. Okay, I was about halfway to the building when something made me look to my left. My lizard brain must have told me something was off because all of the hair on my arms and the back of my neck was standing on end. It was my shadow. Except it wasn't my shadow at all. Say it what was, now? It was smaller and moving quicker than I was walking. It was also facing the opposite direction. Ew. Yeah, and I say facing because it was clearly a small human-like form, maybe no. two to three feet tall and missing the outline of clothes, so it's <laughs> naked. I swung my flashlight beam over my left shoulder to investigate further and came to a stop. That's when it started running. It quickly disappeared into the darkness of the woods out of sight. I don't know why the fuck I didn't piss myself, <laughs> run, freak the fuck out. I think my nine-year-old self simply said nope and kept on my merry way. I didn't even mention this encounter to anyone until later that summer when I recounted the incident to friends at a sleepover where my twin sister was also in attendance. As I told my story, her eyes became whiter and whiter, and then she said, I saw it too. No way. I've never been able to explain or comprehend what I saw, but 20 years later, I was struck by the similarities while listening to an episode of The lore podcast it was about native american legends of little forest people and the common themes of forest-based sightings of small human-like beings gave me chills hope you spooky bitches are doing well and this helps fill your content bank i love 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 the podcast exo chills love you too chelsea okay Ah. so normally people are afraid of their own shadow and her own (laughs) shadow was like afraid Afraid of her her. yeah she's like this nine-year-old badass is walking by herself to the bathroom i'm scared suck it shadow yeah. First of all, we need to hear from your twin sister, Chelsea, because we need to hear the rest of this story from her perspective. No kidding. Um, That's unlike anything I have ever heard. Yeah. And the crazy thing is like you Google it. And yeah, That's a thing. It's a thing. There are a whole bunch of these. It's a very common legend with Native Americans. In fact, we have a link that we're going to put at hauntedaf.com in the companion blog. This woman started doing research on uh-huh. this legend of the little forest people. And she found an account from the early 1900s. They were building a university in North Carolina and some of the workmen were finding these little tunnels in the ground and then they found what they said were grave sites of humans that were two or three feet tall but these humans had wisdom teeth meaning that they had to be full grown Uh but they were still smaller size yes so they felt that it was the little forest people (laughs) we will share that link and anything else that we can find and in fact we'll track down this episode of the lore podcast and share that as well because I want to listen to it I like that podcast yeah I do too Uh, remember Please send us all your scary stuff, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Written, recorded, audio, video. We want it all. And don't forget, doll in the hall challenge. We want the video. Scare the crap out of your family, your friends, your kids. We don't care who you're scaring. Strangers. I was going to say strangers. Yeah, they might sue you. Yeah, or kill you. Or kill you. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. We're in Texas. You don't jump out at anybody. (laughs) No. Pretty much everybody is armed. (laughs) So coming up next week, we're going to talk to Meg Harrell. Okay. And Meg is actually a registered nurse. So she has a website. It's nursemegrn.com. That's where she shares all these wild experiences Ooh. that have happened to her as a registered nurse, including paranormal experiences. Okay. And you're not going to believe the stories this woman has. In fact, she has a story, Rebecca, that we're probably going to lose listeners over it. Really? It's, it's one of the most disgusting things no. I've ever, ever heard. I'm so excited. I, you're going <laughs> to... 
You might actually vomit. You might actually vomit. I'll bring a trash can. <laughs> like, I'll come prepared so I don't puke in yours. <laughs> so come, that's coming up next week. And don't forget, in the meantime, share your thoughts on a haunted AF vacation. You maybe drive to Jefferson for the night with us or Hells something. Yeah. Uh, send that along with all of your scary stories to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use them on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 